0: Welcome to Tabard In, y'all—a weekly podcast about the stories we tell and the events we discuss while on pilgrimage as queer Catholics. I'm Jacob Flores, uh, soon to be Jacob Gotham,
1: I think. What was that official?
0: <laughs> no, we're still we're still debating. You're telling me on the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I am a notorious last-minute Christmas shopper, so. We gotta wrap this up so I can get your present Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and make this a short one And
1: uh, you're gonna head out to the grocery Not to the grocery store, please don't get me something (laughs) At the grocery store And I'm his fiancee, Pat Gothman I'm the awkward ornament on your Christmas tree That no one has the heart to get rid of after all these years (laughs) You mean like that Starbucks one we have Sitting behind me? Look My time as a
0: barista is very important to me and it will be carried on through the years. All right, Jacob, what do we got on the podcast today? So uh, as you mentioned, we're doing a shorter episode this week since it's almost Christmas and we have a lot going on, Uh, but we wanted to close out the year with y'all because on Christmas Day, Vine and Fig is turning one and that's amazing. Yeah, one year old, one year, full year of Vine and Fig. So with that being said, we're going to do a quick recap of our year talk about the big news coming out of the German Bishop's Conference, and then we'll talk about our hopes for the next year for Vine and Fig. And then as always, we'll close things out by toasting our most inspiring parts of the week.
1: All right, so looking back on one full year of of Vine and Fig, uh, do you remember back when we first started and we were like, okay, we've got a website, and that's about it so And in far. some social media accounts. A little bit of social media. Yeah. We were, you know, super grateful that we like got like a cool logo and Elliot helped us out with that and everything. And mm-hmm. then we were just like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> And we started making a couple of videos and a couple of, uh, you know, we were, at first we thought the big thing would be, you know, maybe if we just created a couple of uh, regular just like, I don't know, one to two minute videos, just short and shareable and, and you know, I think... They were kind of neat. They were a little way to to get our our name out there and a little bit of of a splash. But we realized pretty quickly that we wanted to be able to go deeper with people and kind of be able to not just share like our own viewpoints on things, but also be able to highlight what else is going on and and be able to share stuff that you know maybe if you're not super engaged either in the Catholic world or in in kind of queer spaces. To be able to participate in, and see some of that, and so that's where like we, we created the newsletter as being like a weekly way that we could showcase a lot of what what else was was going on uh, in in some of those spaces, and that's something that like to this day we put a lot of effort into every week is is the newsletter. So if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, make sure that you go and subscribe there. And then as we got a little further, we realized that we were really grateful to be able to uh, share a lot of like that affirming content and everything, but we needed to like have interaction with people and that it, we needed a, a sense of, of community. And do you remember like the, those early conversations of like, well, what's the best way to, to kind of foster that?
0: Yeah. And I, I honestly think that it was getting maybe a little too over, overwhelming for you and Patrick, um, especially with the people coming in and commenting, um, not commenting, but direct messaging y'all. And then trying to seek advice, and I feel like, yeah, that was your that was the basis of your next step of creating the community.
1: Yeah, a lot of emails, a lot of DMs of like, okay, I'm am a Catholic, I'm at a non affirming parish, and I'm I'm really struggling. Like, what do you recommend, and everything? And we definitely sensed that there was a real need for folks to uh, be able to talk with you know anybody that could give them some advice.
0: Yeah, so I think the the Slack community that when you all decided to. Move forward with that. That was like the biggest step, and where we saw the most progress and growth in the community or the organization. Yeah, should it, we call it an organization? I mean, it it has some organization, yeah, to it in that sense. Sure,
1: yeah. Who knows exactly what it is.
0: What really stands out for me uh in regards to the Slack room um, or what we like to call the community uh, is the the introductions of how people are getting to um that moment or that space in their life where they're realizing like hey I am a a queer person I am fully whole in the church but I don't know where I stand yeah and um it, as tough as it is as it is for a lot of people um it's it's really moving and humbling to see uh, the work that people are willing to do to figure it out and the community members who are helping yeah along the way it
1: takes so much for a lot of folks just to be able to step out there and and even just say like this is a piece of me that i don't normally let other people yeah. see
0: even if it's like the first thing even if it's uh, with a community that you've never met before yeah absolutely um it might seem easy uh but really doing it and acknowledging it is is tough yeah community members the conversations that i see going on are really great discussing Uh, news that we don't mention in the newsletter, Um, questions about, hey, I have this issue going on with my family, Um, send some prayers my way, or even like just getting some perspective from other members who may have been in that same situation.
1: Yeah, I think it's the consolations, desolations channels that are really powerful for me of folks who are able to bring what's going on in their heart and, and what's going on in their relationship with God and the the church and their family members and, and to be able to bring it to the community and just say like, Hey, I just need to, to kind of get this off my chest. I need to celebrate it with somebody. And, and it's usually some things that, you know, other people might not totally understand what you're going through. And so just to have somebody out there that that hopefully does get it. I think it's,
0: it's really beautiful to see that uh, kind of come alive online. Definitely. Um, and while we're on the topic of the Slack community, um, I remember when we were at around a hundred and then we pushed just under 200. Yeah. Now we're at 322 uh, people in the community.
1: Yeah. It's extremely exciting. And just, I, I'm very grateful no matter the the size of, of the, the Slack community to know, that there are those that are active and are just being a support to others when they really need it. I think that's really important uh, to, to have in a community and to see it just steadily grow and uh, to steadily be a a place of 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 comfort and 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 peace and support, I think, is is a really beautiful and and a a testament to like that like yeah, God really is doing something with this community.
0: And I, I find it really interesting as well that we have members from every continent. Yeah, uh, except Antarctica. Except Antarctica. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But who knows? No, there might be one there. No,
1: no scientists have logged on yet. <laughs> or gay polar bear, or gay penguins. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. And then. We reached a point where we, we wanted to be able to not just have uh, a dialogue kind of in a, a more private sense and, and the sharing of the, the community and the, the slack room, and not just with kind of these you know videos and blog posts and things that we were sharing, but also to be able to have like a, a kind of more of a conversation, a little bit more of an, an intimate sense of, of discussing a lot of what's going on in the world. And discussing what is uh, like some other uh, uh, thinkers and 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 folks that are active in on some of these conversations, and so that's why we decided to to start this podcast. Um, and you mean you decided to do it, the podcast? It was a discussion, <laughs> and I, you roped me in. Yeah, I roped you in absolutely, <laughs> but I didn't like overrule anybody to 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 be, to start it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I I I wanted it to be a. Uh, a discussion especially I, with my my fiance to be able to have it be not just the, the fruit of another uh, uh, queer Catholic perspective, but also one that was uh, uh, formed in relationship and to be able to kind of explore and have some of those discussions, especially for a lot of the folks who are um, kind of witnessing and seeing that for the first time, a lot of folks who are just, you know, beginning to come out in the community and stuff to be able to have, hopefully, uh, you know, some kind of uh, uh, a sense of someone modeling at least, you know, one version of uh, of, of, a, of a relationship and to be able to see, uh, yeah, just a little bit of, of of what queer Catholicism can look like.
0: Yeah, I will admit that um, I think we, we try to record this every Tuesday. Right. And... I look forward to it every week yeah. might be my favorite part of the week. It is fun. And not only is it uh, kind of a highlight of my week, but I do really love um, seeing the feedback that comes in from people all over the internet who yeah. listen to the podcast. And if it's not regularly, but who have just maybe chimed in and got a glimpse of what we're talking about and maybe not a part of the Slack community, but have listened to the podcast. Um, the words that come into the uh, Vine and Fig email have been really moving and and heartwarming. Yeah, we're really grateful for a lot of the feedback that that all of y'all have had. Um, and
1: I think one final thing that I'm I'm really proud of that Vine and Fig is currently doing and has started in the past year is our Sunday reflections, which are oh yeah a really important thing that I think a lot of folks have come to really appreciate is especially 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 because they are. Vine and fake community members that are are writing these and sharing these based on their own interactions with the gospel based on their own spiritual life and their own sense of of wanting to share and build up a queer Catholic community. And and whether you have a, a wonderful parish that you feel comfortable going to or whether you're uncomfortable in your parish or you don't feel comfortable going, like having a... a, a an ability to just sit with the the gospel passage for that week and have somebody kind of walk you through it a little bit. I think it's just so beautiful to have that be a, a really uh, now kind of pivotal part of what Vine and Fig
0: does. Yeah. Even especially when it's coming from a queer voice yes, and a queer perspective. Um, and I feel like it could be very meaningful uh, especially for those who I think you mentioned are, are a part of a, an affirming or accepting parish. Yeah. I've found myself many times reading some of your guys' Sunday Reflections and thinking to myself, do I even need to go to Mass today? I joked about this this week, but it's a joke, but definitely they they add a lot of perspective. um, And I always go to Mass with them in mind.
1: Yeah. There's many, many times that we've both read the sunday reflection from one of y'all and thought well that's better than we're gonna get it mass this week <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> oh so all, a wonderful and fruitful first year at vine and fig
0: happy early birthday <laughs>
1: <laughs> merry christmas vine yeah. and fig.
0: okay so if y'all haven't heard um In a groundbreaking statement, the Commission for Marriage and Family of the German Bishops' Conference held a consultation as a part of their Advent Synodal meetings, which concluded the following in an official statement. There was an agreement that the sexual preference of humans is expressed during puberty and assumes a heterosexual or homosexual orientation. Both belong to the normal forms of a sexual predisposition that cannot be changed or changed by any specific socialization.
1: Yeah, it's interesting this when this announcement kind of came out uh, earlier the, this week I was expecting it to make a little bit more waves within Catholic world. Mm-hmm. Uh all in all, I guess I'm I'm not surprised entirely that it didn't because it's not changing any big foundations of like Catholic sexuality. Like it's basically reaffirming this just basic idea that like your sexuality is good and it's it's god ordained and like the fact that people are made gay like okay so what that's okay like that that shouldn't be like a huge scandalous thing so i'm actually kind of grateful that it wasn't some kind of like bigger scandal that ruptured uh you know kind of a catholic online world or anything i do think that it's making more explicit what a lot of folks have especially bishops kind of been hesitant to say so explicitly so for that it's it's really exciting to see a bishops conference talking about it in this way
0: so i know a lot of people bring up the difference between um having sexual attraction and then um acting upon your sexual desires yeah does this speak to any of that
1: yeah so it doesn't basically
0: it what it's
1: doing is being more explicit about just talking about those attractions and not talking about them as being intrinsically disordered and not talking about them as being this like big evil thing that then if acted upon would be terrible. It's kind of laying this foundation and it's, it's, it's exposing some of the tensions that the Catholic church has always had when talking about this issues of on the one hand, they're saying that your sexuality is good and comes from God. And on the other hand, if you're attracted to the same sex it's intrinsically disordered and so it's it's exposing a little bit of this and playing more into the side of like it comes from
0: god and therefore it's good
1: end of end of discussion
0: but they're not they're not explicitly saying that your sexuality if it's same sex homosexual right that it's not bad uh i mean here they're saying that it's not bad they're saying that uh so are they so if someone asked them the uh, the German bishops is a same sex a same sex relationship intrinsically disordered will they say well, yes Well now you just started talking about a
1: them acting upon it which is not where they they went into We're they're, only talking about attraction. They're only
0: talking about an orientation, just a person being gay. Okay. Yeah, so uh I maybe that's what I was trying to get at at, yeah. at the beginning. So if you act upon it then they'll say yes it's bad i don't know they're, they haven't talked about that but okay. at least they're they're just saying
1: right now way more than bishops have previously like even a homosexual orientation isn't a bad thing there's nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. so then the logical next step which yeah. is is where i totally understand where you're going is like so then what's wrong with acting upon it so that's it's It's exciting to see them kind of pushing the envelope a little bit to at least be able to have some of these conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, this is just the German Bishops' Conference. This doesn't change the entire church or anything like that. But this is how change starts within the Catholic Church. This is how, when you've got a millennia-old, very large, very diverse institution, this is how you start to actually make those changes. So it's really exciting. Awesome. (laughs) All right, so... Jacob, looking forward to our next year here at Vine and Fig, year number two. What are some of the things that you're hoping to to see
0: happen and 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 come about? Whoa, you're putting me on the spot here. I want to hear it. Um I would like to see the community grow a little more. Um I notice I it's not a bad thing for people to join the community and do a lot of reading. Um do kind of the the looky loo lurking. Sure. Um so I would like to see more participation in yeah. the community because that creates that that it welcomes more dialogue, more learning. Especially uh, even if you are fully comfortable in your queer body. For me, I've been learning a lot from many of you who are Catholic first and then queer second. More of those conversations, I feel like I would benefit from. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. So, yeah, definitely more community uh, participation. There's several of you that are very active, and I absolutely love it. And I'm not sure, like, maybe one day we'll start doing, like, local or regional Vine and Fig meetups. I don't know how comfortable people are with that. Yeah. I know a lot of people outside of vine and fit communities um, do stuff like that, and it, it gains like a lot of momentum mm-hmm. because people are able to put a face with the name and and really uh, have one on ones, heart to hearts. Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, growing and participation is, like you mentioned, is a big goal for me. Um, the it's it's. We created a, an online community, and the blessing of that is that even if you are in a, a parish that's unaffirming, if you're in a, an area where you don't have many other queer people that you can look to or meet up with, you're still able to, to reach out and, and find other queer Catholics. The downside of it is that you never really know exactly how many you know, folks are out there and it can still feel, you know, very isolating and at least more participation can help with that, I think. Exactly. Um, So I, I'm really looking forward to more folks, uh, sharing their own experiences and more folks, uh, reaching out and hopefully becoming active in our our Slack community. I hope that they feel comfortable uh, to do so. I'm also really excited and, and hopeful that uh, we'll be able to share more diverse voices here at, at vine and fig yes it's uh, it's something that's been a goal of ours uh, for a long time and I hope that more folks that we've reached out to and asked like that they'll feel comfortable sharing their own stories and I hope that if we haven't reached out to you and asked you that you hear it now and say like please we want to. Uh, have this be a community that is a a representation of what it's like to be a queer Catholic, which is not a monolith, which is not uh, just, especially like Patrick's and I, and now yours, like perspective, like there's so much more to what it means to be a queer Catholic, especially women, POC, and like there's needs to be a lot more diversity within our uh, community as far as even what we're just showing the rest of the church what it means to be a queer Catholic. So I, I hope that that aspect of our community really grows
0: i agree and aren't you and patrick going to be at qcf this next month yeah so beginning of january very beginning of january here in a couple weeks we are
1: going to be at the uh, q christian conference in fort lauderdale so if you are going to be there please come and uh join our our breakout session we're going to be doing a little presentation uh, called From the Inside Out, uh, Making Change in a Non-Affirming Church. And so we are going to be, it's not, obviously we'll be talking about it from a Catholic perspective, but it is a presentation that's for uh, any individual that's in a, a non-affirming church and wants to learn a little bit more about how to not just survive, but thrive in a non-affirming church, and also to uh, hopefully actually make some changes that will ultimately last and and make a big difference wow
0: that's really interesting i'm I actually have <laughs> some questions, but i think <laughs> we'll i'll hold off for next year after you guys do this conference the presentation uh maybe we can do a conversation about it yeah that'd be of, great. of what you guys think that looks like
1: yeah definitely
0: and for those who don't know, can you tell us what q c f is
1: yeah so q c f is a a group that's been around for a few years um and they were one of the first groups to really do a national conference for queer Christians and their their allies. Parents, especially, uh, were uh, it was a really unique space to come and hear talks and worship. And um, they've been involved now for for a number of, of years in actually doing uh, some really important work of often for the very first time, folks gathering in a room and worshiping with other queer Christians for the very first time. So they are uh, a pretty cool group, and we uh, every year they do some breakout sessions, so we thought we'd uh, give them a little pitch and share what our perspective is from the the
0: Catholic scene. So, do you think the Protestants and Baptists are gonna razz you guys being Catholics? Are they gonna ask you if you guys worship Mary? <laughs>
1: um, you know, you never know exactly what you're gonna get when you do some ecumenical work like that. But uh, I think everyone is is usually pretty gracious at 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 Q, and I hope that uh, we're able to uh, respond in kind and hopefully not um,
0: you know start the Inquisition or anything. Tell them there's a, a Trinity version for Mary. Mary Pachamama (laughs) and the Amazon. Your next scandal, brought to you by Vine and Fig. Man, I need to (laughs) shut up with this stuff. All right, so Pat, who are we toasting this week? All
1: right, so I'm toasting Vine community member Mike Mortimer. He has uh, shared a story here on Tabard Inn before, and he has been a really active uh, part of our Slack community. He's a professor out in California. He even did a big presentation on our YouTube channel, uh, if you want to check that out. And he just announced this week that he is engaged to his partner, and so we want to wish both of them a very sincere and happy congratulations. Mazel
0: tov. And I'm going to toast Kaya Oaks, uh, the author of Radical Reinvention, yep. um, which we're reading right now for our book club. Um, Kaya's voice is very familiar to mine, being kind of a, a not a rebel, but, you know, uh, very familiar with the the world outside of the church yeah definitely um as she was born catholic but she found her way back and her story resembles a lot of mine even though i wasn't born catholic she did go through the rcia process um
1: and and then had a lot of uh, the same concerns and issues especially going through rcia yeah
0: and it's nice to uh hear other voices that are similar to mine of how you found your way or how they found their way to the church yeah um Especially being very uh rooted in uh the the secular world. Yeah. So cheers to Kaya and Mike Mortimer and his fiance. Kaya hopefully
1: is gonna be an upcoming guest on Taberdin, so we are hoping to make that happen sometime. I'm gonna sandboy out if that happens. <laughs> All right. All right, cheers, cheers to Kaya and Mike. All right, y'all, that is it for us this week on Tabard. Inn. You can support the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a really long way to helping folks find our podcast. Merry Christmas, y'all, and thanks for listening.
0: Bye.